Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G, here back for another great episode of the show. Today, we have a fellow creator. We've got Daniel Williams, who actually has a history with our production crew, Flashbang. Maybe we'll get into that, maybe not. I mean, Cody is a lot of unmentionables, so we'll see how it goes with that. But nevertheless, I want to thank everybody for being here. Thank everybody for listening, as well as our guest. This show is proudly brought to you by Falaya Real Estate and Government Taco. Now, without further ado, Daniel, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad to have you on. I know we've been waiting for, what, six months to make oh, yeah. this happen or something it like that? It has been a series of cancellations and, <laughs> yeah. Like, I know the most recent postponement was for, uh, I think I didn't look at my calendar prior to saying, hey, man, come <laughs> yeah. on the show. We're busy. It yeah. happens, man. It, 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 it happens. We overbook ourselves. Right. You know, oh, yeah. what are you going to do about it? Exactly. But nevertheless, we're here to talk about you. And you've got a couple of different things going on. You've got, you know, I think three different facets. One just beginning. <laughs> one right. that uh, is on, is pretty neat, to say the least, kind of a good back-end drop shipping, I guess, from what I gather. It's, yeah, I mean, it's product-based company. It's not drop shipping. Okay, um, so it is actually your products or what is, for, we'll say what it is. What What is yeah. your... I mean, basically, so it's a blend of two things. Okay. We'll go to a local designer. Uh, for instance, one of the people is Damien Mitchell in Baton Rouge. He does a lot of leather work. So our, our leather wallet, he actually, uh, we worked on a design together and, you know, he manufactures them for us. We, ha we have that side of things. And yes, we do have those products that we will actually, we don't drop ship. We buy all the products like in mm -hmm. batches of a hundred or something like the watch right here. Um, they'll ship all of them to our house and we do everything from there. It's just better for customer relations that way is the best thing. But the main thing we're here to talk about is integrity productions. What right. is integrity productions? I mean, Long short of it is basically it's a, it's a film production company. We specialize in mainly doing promo ads for companies. So, you know, if you make a cup, let me tell that story. Well, why do you make that cup? Let me make it look cool as well. And um, we, we also help people actually, you know, put their content that we've shot in the right place uh, for the right people to see. Um, okay. As well. So, I mean, that, that's basically, there's a lot of different things we do in that, that niche, if you will, I would say, but, um, that's the quickie of it. <laughs> gotcha. Well, we'll get to all of that a little bit later on, but I want to learn more about you as a person and your backstory. How did you get to integrity productions? I mean, what kind of a kid were you? Were you always entrepreneurial? I was a kid. I think we've heard that more times than not on this show. Is they're like, I'm always rambunctious. I was a spontaneous kid, always getting into trouble. Interesting past. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna say this. I guess so when I was twelve Put years it delicately. old. <laughs> exactly. So when I was twelve years old, my parents bought me my first camera because I was using theirs to the point where things were beginning to fall off of it. Okay. Which, yeah. So they're like, it's hey. an old like film type camera. What oh, kind of camera no, it wasn't even that there? fancy, man. This okay. thing was like a plastic Nokia looking <laughs> disposable <yeah>. cameras. <laughs> I mean, essentially it could video. I love um, it. I think 360p. <laughs> so yeah, um, basically when I was 12, I got that camera, started practicing things. And um, I've always had a passion for flight as well. So from 15, 16 to 17, I did a bunch of flying um, and was working toward a pilot's license. But um, that particular route for what I was wanting to do, you're in 30 days, out 30 days. I wanted to have a family. So I decided to go ahead and buy a drone and kind okay. of blend that world of filmmaking and flying, sort of. I'm not in it. But, so you, so know, you, you wanted to fly planes. Yeah. And then you just kind of 
said I need to be something more on the ground with family. So. Yeah, I, I have over 100 takeoffs and landings and stuff, and I can fly pretty much anything, but I still fly now occasionally. But um, yeah, so I got into drones when I was 17, got licensed, and went ahead and got the Part 107. You have to have to actually fly commercially. If you're going to make a dollar with a drone, you have to basically go through ground school for flying planes, except not flying a plane. Really? Um, yeah, so the experience I had with flying really really came in handy so yeah 17 got a license um did everything wrong that's for sure <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> stop it right there okay what is everything wrong what do you mean what, what do you mean by that well you have certain ways you want to you know reach out to people with your company and this kind of blends into what me and cody did together as well but cold calling just picture picture this 17 year old looks like mm -hmm. he just came out of his mother type of child okay <laughs> walk up Extreme to a business baby face. oh yeah oh oh dude this yeah the beard anyway the, the beard's story. there for a reason dude it is there for a reason <laughs> i shaved i do not know why but anyway yeah so i just walk up to a, a business and be like hey i'd love to shoot you a video for your company i'd just be sitting there like this they'd be like well <clears throat> man that that's great um uh, and that, oh, that was it? That was the pitch? Just I want to see a film for Okay. Somehow, somehow I got a couple jobs. And it started there and I was able to hone my craft. But I started the wrong way. Totally. I mean, especially with like modern technologies we have. You need to harness those kind of things. But yeah, we all have our, you know, rough start. It's been a bunch of, I'm not a very smart person. So it's been a lot of, you know, learning the hard way. And I've, I've learned to make it easy on me. Just use the, the free resources you have out there. I have not taken one. Um, I haven't paid a dollar for my filmmaking experience or the things I know about it. Just getting out there every single day, learning, looking at the industry's best, seeing what they have to offer, finding a mentor, those kind of things. Gotcha. So, uh, but yeah, that was 17, um, started it there. I'm 23, have two kids, a wife, just bought a house, my second house, um, do it full time. I, I love every second of it. You get to do lots of cool things. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're filming stuff for people. How cool yeah. is that? Yeah. I mean, the thing is like you're behind the scenes in a lot of different companies all the time. You're going, you know, uh, something I did for a long time was shooting, um, what was it called? Sea trial videos for C-Core. Another company was, um, they made, they made tugboats, but um, yeah, I would go out there and film the promo video with my drone of this new boat that had just been manufactured. Um, that was fun. Got to That's spend nights. Cool. Go, we'd go a couple hundred miles out in the Gulf and, uh, you know, just go just go film. I would stay in the captain's bunk because the uh, <laughs> the captain wasn't there yet. It was just the uh, the crew from the <laughs> shipyard. It was, it was pretty insane. Um, but, you know, even though, and this is kind of the message I really want to, tell people my age and younger, even though I've done a lot of things the wrong way, you still just getting out there and doing every day, trying, um, makes a difference. Absolutely. You, you know, just the hard work every single day, get up and work towards your, your passion. Um, if you want to call it that, I know that's a very, you know, modern term, if you will. <laughs> I think passion's accurate. Yeah. You know, and like even, so even you go into businesses saying, hey, can I film a promo video for you? I was excited, you? man. Dude, I was excited. It's huge to get up in front of business owners and even suggest, hey, can I come in your place of work and film something for you? Yeah. I was scared to death. And I mean, now like, like, but TikTok accounts, now people do that and it's like a thing. Like yeah. people will go and sit somewhere. Hey, can I shoot? Can I do a photo shoot with you? Here's right. some of my past work, you know, to kind of give you that, that credibility. Yeah. I still think you could still make it work yeah. while generating your own content 
That's right. Generating right. someone else's content. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and that that's the best way to do some free marketing. Oh yeah, yeah. And I would say anyone that's wanting to get in the film industry, you you have connections, you have people um, that will be willing for you to come film a business for free. And this this information I'm giving is nothing new as right. well. I'm not. This is nothing new, but it just it just works. Getting out there, trying. You know, if you have, I had a friend that was getting into filmmaking, and I was uh, talking to him. Um, about he got an offer from a client. Hey, you know, shoot the stuff for me. Send me a promo video. And he called me. He's like, hey, I don't have a promo video, man. I was like, <laughs> dude, let's take the next two days. This was two years ago, I think. And let's pick three different things, three completely different things to shoot. So we went on the beach, shot a couple boats. Um, we shot some product video stuff like setting up, you know, kind of like this cup, for instance. Um, like it was a professional video, end out with a logo. Um, and we put that together, three videos. It was his It was his talent. Right. It was him doing the work. Um, so it really wasn't lying either. <laughs> so, <laughs> it just wasn't paid gigs. Yeah, just, you know, if you have an opportunity, make it happen. Make it work. Dude, absolutely. I mean, being able to see that and recognize, okay, I just need to put something together. I mean, especially yeah. for the creative types, people want to see your work. Oh, yeah. You know, no, before that, that is before the they hire base. you, they want to see what your work is. They want to right. see how good you are. They want to see, you know, does, do they do different angles? What do they do right. with lighting? Do they get creative? Oh, yeah. They yeah. like to know what type of product they're buying because they're buying you and you are the product, you know. Exactly. You're going to give them exactly. a deliverable, but ultimately they're hiring you for either it's your 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 sight, your ability to, you know, pick up right. a certain angle, oh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And that's what they're after. And if they don't have anything to preview, like, oh yeah, I don't know exactly. you. I don't know you from Adam. You just walked up to my business. No, I don't know what you do. Yeah, exactly. And and there is a lot of filmmakers in, in the world. <laughs> there is the inundated with it because it's slightly cool, and people you know think they can buy a camera and start. But the 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 good ones will always stick out. But yeah, um, but now they have the iPhone. You know, the iPhone 13. Literally, their commercial is showing people filming with it. Yeah. You know, and so they're bridging that gap with technology, yeah, which which kind of, you know, points to the idea of the talent is what really matters. You don't have to have some 15 or $90,000 red cinema camera, which is very important for some of the stuff we shoot. But, you know, completely not, you know, it, it doesn't work for everything. But, um, yeah, man. So that's that's the roundabout there. So how did you I mean, is, was, was there a job that you did in between to kind of make it full time or were you able to take it full time from day one? So I definitely did not take it full time from day one. So when I was 17, I was working at my dad's shipyard um, for a couple of years and uh, just doing, you know, minuscule things, but hard, hard labor working every single day. And he would be nice enough to let me actually go do these projects in the week for different people. So that that's kind of how it started. It was a weekend thing. Um, but there, there came one time and I was like, I just have to I have to send it. <laughs> you got to go have, full send. <laughs> yeah, I have to full send this thing. And went full time. It was very, very hard. Imagine having a wife and, you know, two kids coming later on and, you know, having to make a way sort of, but, uh, how, how was that conversation by the way, telling her you want to do it full time? Well, when I switched, I wasn't married yet, but okay. right after that, um, I, fortunately I had a lot of savings. Um, but you know, she's always been super supportive. Caroline's my wife. That's her name. And uh, we work together every single day. She handles, she, she's a writer, um, does a lot of promo stuff for people, websites, um, 
uh, just different content like that. She's even wrote a couple books for different people as well as a shadow writer. So, but she does a lot of my uh, promo writing, a lot of those posts. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll even assist with uh, the scripts we have in some of our videos. Okay. So, so she was able to get her own creative outlet oh, within yeah. the business. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So great team. I really, really appreciate everything she does. And uh, she's always been very, very supportive. And I appreciate that as well. So, um, but. And I think that is very important for an entrepreneur to have that support system, right? Yeah. Oh, you okay, know, yeah. to have not only a wife support you in what you do, but if you're lucky and fortunate enough to have a spouse to actually work with you. Yeah. I mean, some people may want to kill them at the end of the day over disagreements <laughs> or whatnot, but if you're able to get along and you have that great relationship with your spouse, you know, working together can be a beautiful thing. I mean, family oh, yeah. businesses are a wonderful thing. Yeah. I come from one, you know, my parents still do it. My brothers are in the same business yeah. with them. You know, it's, it's a valuable thing right. that cool. allows families to become and stay closer. Right. And also, you know, she can have an appreciation for the hours you put in because she sees it and she sees mm-hmm. the product of it and she right. works with it every day. Right. And being able to recognize, okay, he's got to, you know, go film for 10 hours today because that's what needs to be done for this project. She's able to understand and not just be like, why can't you, you know, only do eight hours or whatever, you know, why can't <laughs> right. you cut off a little time? And she's you know, there come with me home. every day. So if I'm right. slacking, she's like, that's even, she's so she's, she, okay. <laughs> she's the motivator of the crowd. Okay. In my defense, no. She does motivate me, but you got to, as a creator, have your own motivation from within that makes you get up every morning and grind every single day. And I'm not as hardcore as some people like The Rock, where you got to be the hardest man in the room kind of thing. But if you do smart things every day mm-hmm. toward your goal, you, you know, you will be rewarded for it. Absolutely. So, doing one little thing a day turns yeah. into a million little things over right. a period of time. Right, right. exactly. And uh, something else, a little note I'd have for people that are wanting to start as well is... You're going to have a tendency when you start to take all of that money that mm-hmm. you get from projects and do all the work yourself, which you can do. And I did. But being able to, you know, work with other people that do maybe something better than you do. There are a lot of things people do better than me. Have a support system, like you were saying, have people that will actually, um, you know, take time that you would have had locked up into something and, and you know, take care of it themselves is a really, really big deal and worth the money because it allows you to go from that thing that really wouldn't push your business forward unless you focus on what is going to move everything ahead. Right. Um, Hiring for your weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We we can do everything, but you got to do it smartly. Yeah. I mean, you can sit there and go film and then go edit and spend 20, 20 hours, you know, 24 hours working on a project. But right. then you're not well rested. You're not able to perform on the next oh, project yeah. as well. Exactly. And then you get burned out so much quicker. Yeah. I mean, if you were having to do everything yourself for years and years and years, I mean, from start to finish, you would either A, miss out on opportunities for projects because of your backlog. Right. Or B, just get burned out and not want to do it all together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, quality control is obviously important, especially when you first start. You're going to have to make sure they're up to par. And a lot of times I'll take care of color grading or something, the fine details. Um, and let people take care of the cuts. I still do the majority of everything, um, but it's very nice to have those dependable people that can be that second shooter or just help out. It doesn't have to be filmmaking. I, I know I keep on saying that, but just that that thing you need help with, sort of. Right. So how did you go about getting, you know, what's, what's your strategy for getting the next job? You know, I know initially it was going door to door, but oh, yeah. is it still, are we still doing the door to doors? Don't. <laughs> um, it is not. 
it has evolved immensely. Uh, fortunately, now I don't have to do anything. Um, I'm I'm very busy as it is right now. But uh, I mean, as far as the actual steps and what I did after that, I mean, utilizing technology we have, as I said before, um, a lot of people will do Instagram DMs or Facebook, uh, just finding um, those they're called ideal clients, the people you would really love to work for, you know, will pay what you want them to pay mm-hmm. and that have a passion for the stuff you're going to be creating for them, too. So, uh, you know, finding those people and messaging them and creating, you know, I'm not going to give any tips on the pitch you should do. Just be smart about it. But um, sending that to those people on you know, Facebook, Instagram and then doing email stuff as well, email marketing. But the I biggest. Think, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say that right there is huge for creators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because DMing people on Instagram, TikTok, yeah. LinkedIn, Facebook. That is huge. Right. Right. Well, a lot of times it allows you to have your portfolio like a click away or exactly. if not in the actual thread itself. So um, but the thing that depends that will completely ruin your efforts is whether you whether or not you have a show reel. Um, and I went a couple of years without having one. What I would do is I would send the, la- the last project to someone and be like, hey, here's some of my work you requested. Check this out to these people. The problem with that, and I got a lot of work from that, is a lot of times they want to see a bunch of different scenarios because one of those might well be the industry they're in, sort of. Yeah. And for your client to be able to picture, um, picture themselves in that video in that same industry is very, very key. And also just to see, you know, this dude's well-rounded. If he can do all these, if he can film a freaking offer, opera singer over here and then shoot a boat, out in the water, you know, he might be able to handle <laughs> my different. boutique, you know, right. my, my dress boutique. So, um, but having that there for them to come and look at your work in one click. Um, and that, that has to do a little bit with, you know, the funnel of marketing, just making sure people are doing the least amount of clicks as possible. You have a little bit of text to read, check this out and let your work speak for itself. Yeah. I mean, that also is the challenge for creators is to not become so just spammy, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, how many DMs do you get a day of people saying, hey, we'd love to partner with you. Hey, we'd love to work <laughs> together. We've got a great following. You know, why don't you come check us out? We'll do some work. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's just they, they sound so spamming. Of, yeah. Oh, hey, can you hold, Can you host our product? Can you do X, Y, and Z? Right. Can, you, can you feature us? Can you mention us? Blah, blah, blah. It's like it's so. Exactly. It, it becomes in a world if you're too much into words and too much into verbiage of saying, hey, right. yeah, do this, do that. Then it's like, okay, well, no business is going to ever take yeah. you seriously. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because when we launched this, we shot all the film content for it because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have the best idea in the world. If you don't market it right, then it's not going anywhere. So we decided we were going to do all of our marketing uh, for Mist. And it was really funny because we'd get all these DMs like, hey, man, send us a product. We will shoot you a banger video. And we'd go <laughs> look. And, you know, you got to appreciate the drive these people have. But you also got to try to find those clients that are within your realm of experience, I right. guess, that can appreciate that. But they, they would send me these videos of like a FPV drone just like flying through the backyard. I'm like, man, how is that applicable? to to what i'm doing so you know and that goes back unless, you, unless to, you're getting an aerial shot and coming in right at the last second yeah right you know? in on that porch <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh and that fits back in with the whole thing find your ideal client which is a big part of that is find people that you can actually do the work that they will appreciate um, yeah you need to so. find you know 
what they're after. Right. You have to be able to suit their needs. Right. It's not a, let me just get the next client. It's let me get the right client. Yeah. I mean, the big clients are out there. Um, and if you continue working, you will get them one day. Um, but you know, if you do a bad project with the equipment you have for a big company that can really make you look bad. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's the rundown of that. <laughs> and so, uh, what what is what what is missed? You briefly just mentioned it. How did how did you get into that? So, miss was basically an experiment of me wanting to. I sell other people's projects or, yeah. or products professionally. That's what I do as a filmmaker. I, I make no matter what it is. I make a promo video about it and get people excited about whatever it is, whether it's a Lamborghini or you know a cup they manufacture <laughs> that has some interesting thing about it. Um, I, I make marketing videos. So it was a venture of just wanting to do it for myself and be like, you know, um, I don't know where this is going to go still. It's still coming off the ground, but um, just doing it for my own company. And uh, I've always been into men's style, sort of, you know, my style that some people like, some people don't like, but just functional functional style that you can work in and also go to something fancy and it fits everywhere it was the general right. marketing idea of this, which is, you know, if you watch any of the promo videos we have, we have a dude in a suit, we have a dude in the gym, we have a dude in a CA Corvette and you know, we have someone fishing. It's there. It's not going to break. It looks good on you. No matter what you're wearing is the idea of mist. Um, the products are very functional, but also stylish. So I don't have to, you know, have a watch uh, when I go to the gym every day or, um, switch it out with something um, for the red carpet, whatever. That that's the general idea. Gotcha. So, but it, it's been very interesting. I, you know, I, I'm always learning every single day, which is, I mean, part of the fun. To be honest, um, there's so many people that have reached that success level that they've wanted, and they've said, you know, the the most exciting part was getting there. And I think that is something. I mean, especially for me, just to really think about that and realize, you know. Once I do actually achieve those goals, it may not, you know, I don't ever want to be there exactly. I always want to be learning, um, getting better at what I do. Yeah. So. I mean, it's enjoying the process over yeah. the end result. Exactly. You know, and that for any entrepreneur is where they're going to find their happy place and they're yeah. going to find the business that's going to take them down the road the furthest. Yeah. You know, if they're trying to just get into an end product just to get to a finished goal, yeah. you know, they're yeah. never going once they get there, they're going to be like, well, what's, you know, what's next? Yeah. But if exactly. you have that mentality of always growing, always striving for the next best thing, always right. wanting to reach the next level. Yeah. And, and enjoying where you are as well. Yeah. Um, I think this is more life sense, not just business sense as well. And I'm 23, take it for what it is. But I really feel like make sure you stop and smell the roses a little bit. You know, the, the guys out there like work your butt off every day, you know, no friends. You don't need friends. You have your work. <laughs> I respect those guys. I do. But also when they reach that goal, who, who, who are they going to reach the goal with? Nobody. They're, they're going to be left alone and a entire life of, I mean, just trying to get to that one point that they realize is something they're not too excited about when they get there. Yeah. And so, they, exactly right. They get there and they go, okay. Yeah. Now what? Exactly. You know? you know, so you're starting out with that, you know, Canon coding. What's it called? Is a Canon, um, like the really low budget cameras. Yeah. T3i, which is actually the camera I started on. 
I don't, it's I don't, a I don't know much about cameras. So <laughs> a Canon T3i is it's yeah. just a starter camera. Oh, yeah. We're talking like 200 bucks to get the housing right okay. now. But even just enjoying See, that I don't stage. Even, I don't even know there's a difference between the housing and the lenses. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. it's just right. you know, the camera part. They don't come all housing. in one. <laughs> a lot of times they do. But if you want to ever want to take it off, it becomes not the camera, but it becomes the housing and the lens. So, gotcha. uh, See, this is why Cody's filming and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's what it's all about. Remember, I mean, uh, using those people that are that are good at something. So um, but don't really know exactly where I was going there. But, yeah, just enjoying, enjoying, enjoying that, that enjoying, that, enjoying that moment. Yeah. You know, the goals you have is what spurs you on through life. Um, always have. I, I love setting goals that I know I'm not going to reach probably a million years to be honest i don't know maybe an unachievable goal but i will work every day my damn hardest to get there so um you know a little mix of that but also you have to have a little bit of reality mixed in with your your goal if you will um and i was hinting back on this earlier but all the people just preaching about your passion you pursue your passion you have to have if you want to make money and successfully do it some practical implications behind it so you know yeah make if, sure if, you're doing your research if, if your passion <laughs> is to do everything for free well, that's great but now you got to find a way to fund that exposure passion. <laughs> sandwiches for exposure is great but right. you know that's not <laughs> you got to pay for those not, you got to pay for those sandwiches yeah exactly you know, at some point you've got to buy some some product you've got to buy some equipment you've got to life has to be paid for oh, unless yeah. If you're an individual that lives strictly off of trade only, please reach out to me because I'm intrigued on how you're <laughs> able to do that. I mean, that yeah. alone is incredible by strictly doing stuff off of trade and never yeah. exchanging any type of currency. I mean, that yeah. would be pretty powerful if someone's able to do something like that. But right. the normal everyday person is going to have to need that sense of revenue, a sense of right. profit, a sense of means to pay for something exactly whether it's immediate or down the road yeah you can't just always do something for free if that is your right. passion yeah very very true I, I think there's a quote that says every successful entrepreneur has at least three to five different sources of income you know so um, make sure you diversify just like investing in stock market or not and i've done i'm not gonna I have no advice <laughs> On that stuff, I this have dabbled. Not, I've this dabbled is not a financial in advice podcast. No, no. <laughs> um, but make sure you diversify. Spread your your eggs. You know, get them in a couple of different baskets. <laughs> yeah, and that's you know, going down that road is it can be one as a very important. Making sure you have additional sources of revenue if you want to have a passion project that's strictly for free. Make sure yeah. you've got different means of revenue to keep yourself afloat. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's a good point because um, I I was watching this video about this very, very successful creator has a huge agency. That There's fluctuations in the market with filmmaking. You'll have, you know, three months of like insane back-to-back -back craziness and then you'll have two weeks of just like, what happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so using that time, you, you will have that a lot when you first start. So um, he was talking about how those times are the times for passion projects, you know, going out there and creating that thing for free um, and using the time you have to shoot something that you can also use for portfolio as well. So I still do that to this day. I'm really busy. I don't really have any, you know, time off necessarily. Um, no real lulls, but I still enjoy doing a passion project and having that for portfolio, but also just to upload people watch you know? yeah and i mean especially in the creators world 
a passion project can be anything. You know, it can be you going to a restaurant and saying, hey, do you mind if I just film like the person walking my food out to the table? Yeah. You know, getting some fun, creative content yeah. to, again, build that portfolio that people can look back on is test your work, see if it's something that they're going to enjoy. Yeah. But also having a passion True. for what you do is important as an entrepreneur because, mm-hmm. again, of that burnout phase. Yeah. You know, if you're not passionate about it and you do it only for the money, you're not going to last very long. Right. You know, you're going to be able to get through something, but then something's going to happen or you're going to have a slow week, like you said, and then you're going to be like, no, I'm good. I'm out of it. You know, I don't want to do anything anymore. Right. And that's ultimately where you're going to have that burnout and then yeah. your entrepreneurial journey comes to an end. Very, very true. Yeah. You're going to have those lulls and uh, don't become discouraged. Just um, redirect your efforts and use the time well. So, yeah. But yeah. So what do you have? Do you have any type of advice or anything for young creators that are thinking about picking up the camera or looking at yeah. TikTok people and saying, why can't I just do one video and have it hit a million views? <laughs> um, I mean, a viral video, you can use whatever. I mean, it's kind of when I first started, I would watch, um, you know, I, I would slave. I did like 70 videos on the channel once and that channel was still out there and got hardly no views. The, the biggest amount of views I got is 16,000 views on one video. Um, and then you see this dude film with his phone for a couple seconds and it goes it doesn't matter what it is. It's all about the content there. But if you're wanting to get into filmmaking, uh, just a budget option. Is that kind of what you're, um, or just like not even from a, an equipment standpoint, you're somebody saying, you know, I want to film, you want to know the where process to behind that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to do it for money, uh, the practicalities are you need to go get a business license and you can get a sole proprietorship, um, since you're the only person working. Um, so that's, I, I think $20 depending on the state, what it is. Um, but you know, start there, get a sole proprietorship and then, um, begin creating content for people, uh, your friends, someone, you know, someone that owns a business, <laughs> someone that owns a product. You don't have to have a business. You can just grab a product in your room and go shoot that, get the practice with that. And if it's good enough, also post it. You got to start somewhere. Uh, even the masters have and tag the company in it, right? Yeah, no, no. Very true, actually, because I've gotten a lot off of that. Really? Tagging a company. One was uh, the Hyundai official account. Um, I shot some stuff of my uh, 2020 Hyundai I bought, and they shared it. We're talking about it. Thought it was really cool. And that, you know, ended up being some little whatever. Um, so be creative. I mean, we're already creative as it is creating videos, but be creative in your marketing. Be creative in, you know, the, the mindset you have when you get out of your bed. You have a certain things you must do, but also try to think outside the box with it, too, because there's a thousand people. There's there's a million people doing the same thing you are. How can you stand out? You know, whether it's the the sheer quality of the video you have or maybe a little bit of a different spin you have, uh, I would say. So that's what it is. I mean, so, yeah, um, from there, you know, get your practice in. If you want to start uh, getting some equipment, I would say a great camera to buy right now that's going to do i mean it's going to hold you over for a couple of years and this is 2021 the year of our lord <laughs> i should have said that before the year of our lord 2021 there we go there we go <laughs> settled um but the sony a7 mark ii is really good you can shoot uh 1080 footage i think you can shoot 1080 um in 120 frames per second possibly which is kind of a little bit of slow motion b-roll look uh but it's super cheap i think the housing once again just the uh just the camera itself just the the camera part yeah and it's mirrorless as well 
Um, that'll get you places. You, you can really do things with that. Um, or you can just buy some accessories for your phone as well. You can buy lenses and stuff and just get started. Don't, don't let, and I did this myself. I, I would get on Instagram and scroll and see these huge rigs. And I'm like, how, what am I doing? You know, I don't have the money for that. I don't really yet. How's that going to work? Don't, don't let that um, discourage you at all because those people got out there and they found their niche. Um, those people that could get them started and they just worked at it. So um, it's a principle for all of life. Just get up. Uh, if you have a goal, just grind at it every single day. It doesn't have to be your all day grind. Just do something every single day. If you want to work out, you know, set a goal, achieve it every week um, in a practical amount of a goal. Right. As well, <laughs> make sure you can <laughs> achieve it to build yeah, up that, that yeah. goal setting process. Yeah, and I would be the person that shouldn't speak on it the most because I'll get very like you know I'll look up something and I see maybe like even an ad on YouTube and I'm like man I can do that I'm excited <laughs> about this so I just take the whole next day just like setting up you know something or you know that that's fine and great but if you want to pursue something on the long run you gotta fit it in every day. And it's probably going to be hard to do that when you first start because you'll be doing other things yeah. for most of your time. Uh, you know, It'll be your side hustle. Yeah. You side know, hustle. Until you can get it big enough that it can become your full-time hustle. That's right. Yeah. And don't be afraid to take that step. It's a very scary step, especially if you're used to a nine-to-five paycheck every week. Once again, this is basic principles everybody talks about. This is not new with me, but I am 23, and it's just my experience, you know, uh, my side of the world. But, yeah, um, don't be afraid to take that step and you know go out on your own and if you have good feedback from people it's probably because you do good work and yeah. you know let that stand on its own is there anything you change looking back now over your your uh your career thus far anything you would change from the beginning um hey, that's, that's really an interesting question to ask because even the stuff i, I did wrong i learned stuff from it you know, if, if I didn't learn that, there is certain things I've done where I still haven't learned to did it wrong. So I haven't learned those things for sure. I mean, yeah, definitely the cold calling in the beginning, walking up and, hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> also, don't. But I mean, I, I think even the cold calling, like, taught you to, to overcome rejection, right? That's true. That's true. So, yeah, I did learn something. You, you're always learning something. That is very, very true. But is there more practical ways to do it? I guess. Yes. <laughs> so um, the other thing, I had so many people be like, you know, if you want to get work, go to these conventions where all these businesses come together and, uh, you know, network with people. There's one problem with that. Every single person there is trying to get work, not give work. Um, there's a couple people out there that, you know, obviously could need a promo video or whatever product you have, but the majority of people out there doing that kind of networking are, you know, trying to get work just like you. So, yeah, make sure you make sure you go in the right, the right, uh, the right pond, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't swim in a pond with a bunch exactly. of other people. I mean, although collaborations now are becoming a big thing, especially yeah. across social media platforms. Yeah. Very, you know, very getting true. with three different creators and putting a cool video together mm -hmm. can be a great brand boosting thing. Right. You know, or even reaching out to well or better known creators, you know, those with those blue check marks and trying to convince one of them to do some work with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that could also be huge very for again true. your portfolio and getting your name out there. Yeah. So someone sees, oh wait, who is this person? Oh, he's local to me. Maybe I want to work yeah. with him. I've I've done that many times. Um and it just goes back to be creative with your marketing. You have to market your own company and that's, that's what's included in that. But, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of stuff that, you know, I wish I would have done different, but it's all, 
you know, led up to, you know, who I am today, what I do today. I'm very thankful for that. You know, not the smartest person on the planet Earth. I would never will be, uh, unfortunately. You just have to know the smartest person. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's a very key principle. Make sure, you know, you find that person that you can learn from. And that has went through the same experiences with a better brain. Yeah. And, and you know, and be willing <laughs> to learn. Right. You know, be open to getting constructive criticism and yeah. getting that feedback of, you know, hey, maybe this wasn't the right approach to go with this video. You yeah. know, it doesn't capture the product in Very a way true. that, you know, we think the customer wants. And also realizing that the, the client and the customer can also say, hey, look, you know, I don't like what you did. It does not, you know, capture our product. And that's then always tough. That's tough to, that's, especially as a creative, when you have a customer be like, yeah, you didn't really do it. Yeah. You know, you didn't, that's not what we're after. Right. And then be like, oh. Okay. Has that, has, has that ever happened? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I have a slew of stories. And uh, one interesting thing to just say before I get into this is once you begin working with big companies, uh, I do a lot of stuff for Community Coffee, this stuff with BBC, Discovery Channel, Walmart, uh, T-Mobile, AT&T. You, you have to, a lot of times they have something that their marketing kind of looks like. They're, they're already doing something. They have a style and you have to bend your creative outlet your, your brain to that so those rejections when you're working with small people saying hey you know this isn't showing my business very well is actually kind of a good a good way to learn uh to conform to their marketing because that's something you have to deal with when the uh the clients are bigger you know because they've they've been doing marketing for probably you know longer than you're alive <laughs> you especially the big brands yeah exactly exactly this is not their first rodeo they have a, a like or a, a look that they like um so but uh so what was what was the story i'm very curious about the story yeah i mean which one to tell i guess i'll go with one so <laughs> this was one of my first clients one of those clients where you're just like how the heck did i get that um, so it was, um, silver ships. It's the name silver ships. Okay. You can look them up. Still a, a awesome company. It ended badly. Okay. Yes. So from, yeah. from the product, from the deliverables you gave them or no, from, from something thing? I did on set, we'll put gotcha. it that way. So, gotcha. um, yeah, basically they make, um, boats for the, the Navy and the U S Navy seals. And the way I got into that was, um, I'd already made those boat videos sort of, and, um, they saw that and that's that's what got me into there but it was still very basic stuff my videos were not good um at the time so anyway but uh we end up we're shooting a target boat this is a, a boat they use to train navy seals if remotely powered um as well as you know man powered as well if you will so uh, we were going to shoot a promo video for it we head out um into the great deep waters <laughs> and I have my drone with me and it has a big glass screen in the front. It was some special two inch, whatever, I don't know, but it was expensive and I'm getting all my shots. I want to do this one really cool shot. You see this in the movies all the time where the boat is, uh, or the, the car, whatever is headed toward the camera. The drone goes up, gimbals down and just passes it real quick. You know? Right. What I failed to recognize and remember was the fact that the <laughs> the drone display that I'm looking at, and I was on the boat, is delayed by like two seconds. 
No. <laughs> I see where this is yeah, going. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it says delay by a couple seconds. Yeah, exactly. So I guess the boat's moving pretty fast. Dude, this thing is is, is, is cruising. <laughs> I think I think it was like 60 or 70 mile an hour. No joke. Um, oh, gosh. Jet okay. powered. Uh, water jet powered. But a cool boat, by the way. Look it up. Look it up. They're, they're orange, um, about 20 feet long. So, uh, but yeah, the, the drone slammed into the glass busted the glass everywhere um and then basically went into the the owner of the company's face after that now wait 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 hold hold on hold on let me just make sure i'm getting this image right <laughs> so the boat's okay. going right and all of a sudden the drone flies straight through like the cockpit of the boat and like hits the owner in the face the drone hits him pretty much pretty much so <laughs> you know it's not going no but, but picture look the drone, the drone's going about 30, 40 mile an hour, and the boat's going 60, 70. That's a grand total of about 120 mile an hour kinetic force energy of something that's sure, six, yeah. seven pounds. That's quite deadly, you know? That's like, and, a, that's like a cannonball yeah. going through that glass. Plus, it has sharp blades, like, you know, spinning at 7,000 RPM anyway. But, yeah, so it went through that. Um, fortunately, it busted all the blades, so they're not still spinning. And you, then, didn't, you didn't cut the owner's head off. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. That, that, that would have been so bad. But that was bad in itself. So that was one of those things where it happened. The, the drone at the time was worth $2,000, the glass. I mean, we're talking maybe six, $7,000. Yeah. Um, the drone is the least expensive damage item oh, no, in this nothing, experience. Man, nothing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh, man, I'm so sorry, whatever. I, was, I think I was 18 at the time, just trying my best to navigate that tough situation. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the next set of words that come out of your mouth in this time are very important. Very important. <laughs> exactly. So pretty much they you can see it on their face. You know, they're they're saying it's it's okay. It's all right. You're like, oh, this is not okay. This is not yeah, all right. It's not all right. Yeah. You can take so, back to land now. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I gave them the video from that, which was kind of a short video because it had been cut short and proceeded to never hear from them again. <laughs> That makes so, that makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, you've got you've got all these you know kind of stories. I'm sure we could sit here for hours and hours, but I, I mean, kind of starting to wind up the show. So, what are I mean, three lessons you've kind of learned along the way? And obviously, the first is don't fly your drone through the windshield. Yeah, of don't the don't hit people with your drone. I still have scars, by the way, from cuts. Don't don't hit people thing. with your drone. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, and this is something I've learned just through life in general, but it applies. Be consistent. And I've said that a thousand times already through this, but just be consistent every day. Um, number two, identify what it is you want to do um, and make sure, you know, if, if it's something you're passionate about, the hard part is going to be figuring out if you are talented at that kind of deal. So just go to those honest people, show it, show what you've done, your product, and just get them to be honest about it because you don't want to be that kid that gets up there on a you know britain or america's got talent they're like wow <laughs> your family has been lying to yeah. you <laughs> everyone you know and love has lied to you your entire life oh yeah life. your family sucks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you know be consistent um just make sure you know what you're going to do and something that you're very passionate about you obviously have an inclination of talent i would say and uh be be patient is the last one. These are very basic principles. I mean, I don't sound smart at all saying them, but it's just. But they're true. Yeah. They're so very true and yeah. abiding by them can reap benefits, you know, later on down yeah. the road. 
Exactly. I'll add a fourth point. Be relentless as yes. well. Every day, just be relentless and just fight to get up, get fight after to do it good. And fight make it to happen. Do, yeah, exactly. So what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? I mean, you know, those <laughs> swimming in the mud, man. That was always fun. I mean, I, swimming in the mud. Yeah, that's great. That, okay. I love that. No, I don't know. That's a good um, one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, enjoyed being young. I don't know. Enjoyed the time I had. Not, you know, 16, I'll get my driver's license and 18, I'll be able to move out. Um, I mean, something, the thing I did as a kid, I really don't, I don't know. We'll take swimming, in the, swimming in the mud as an answer. Yeah. That's the answer. That's you the know. official answer. Stamp it, postmark it. We're good. Mud's a great thing. So. Oh, yeah. So you moved to Baton Rouge because you married <laughs> a woman in Baton Rouge. So what, yeah. what do you love about Louisiana? Um, I mean, this is a typical South thing, so I wouldn't say exactly, you know, Louisiana sort of, but the people are very, very nice. Love the people. Very awesome people. And the boudin balls. Did I say that right? Boudin? Boudin. Boudin. Boudin balls. Boudin. Dude, I'm still trying to get the hang of this, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> boudin. Street boudin balls. balls. That's an interesting balls. one. But yes, boudin. Boudin balls. Yeah, those are great, too. Those are the two takeaways. Yeah, I love me some boudin balls. Like, they're <laughs> yeah. so good. Have you had the ones with crawfish in them? Yes. Dude. Just about any any variation I've pretty much had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like very, a, it's, very it's, good. it's one of my favorite meals or one of my favorite uh, dishes as well. Yeah. I had some while I was filming one time. It was just like paradise with paradise. That was a great shoot. <laughs> so. I love that. Paradise with paradise. So for the final question, man, what uh, what can I do to help? Um, I mean, this is helping right here, man. I know um, that, but come on, man. What's, <laughs> what can I do to help? I mean, just uh, for any of us, just spreading the word, sharing um being a networker for people, being a marketer for someone you know is always very appreciated. So you're a business in yourself. You understand all the things I'm talking about. You have probably double the experience I do. You're probably like, look at this kid right here. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that <laughs> far. Who is this kid? Good gosh. But uh, yeah, um, just you know, networking. That goes for everybody. But um, really, really, really appreciate you having me on your show here. This is your your time. And uh, the older you get, the more things you do, the more precious your time is. So yeah. uh, very thankful for you having me on here. And very thankful for all you guys uh, tuning in and watching this as well. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No Y'all, Integrity Productions. That's uh, right. Check them out. Check them out on social media and you know, give, them, give them some business if you have some. Uh, and also, right. you know, thank you to a bit, our lovely sponsors that make this show possible, Falaya Real Estate, which is a local Baton Rouge born and based application that helps sellers sell their home better. It helps them connect to buyers quicker. It helps sellers connect to, it helps buyers connect to sellers and really just smooths the process from the start to finish. Go over there, call, give Barrett Blondo a call and tell him you heard about him on the Patty G Show and also Government Taco. Y'all, we filmed episode 100 there, which is two or three episodes ago. I lost count at this point. But y'all, their tacos of the month, this month especially, is to die for. Good stuff. They are partnering with Anthony's Italian Deli to make a delicious taco. I mean- Italian taco. Italian taco <laughs> with red sauce and some mozzarella cheese with Italian sausage. 
It is delicious. Wow. Everything they do is delicious. Go over there, check them out. They've got specials every just about every day of the week. They got Margarita Mondays. They got Taco Tuesday, Thirsty Thursday with Happy Hour all day long. And again, tell them the Patty G Show sent y'all. That's right. Well, Daniel, thank you so much thank for coming you, on the show, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I thank everybody else for watching. I thank y'all if mm, y'all are here. Very much. Earl's kind of chirping in and listening to us. Or if y'all watching <laughs> us on all the channels, thank y'all so very much. This is the latest episode of Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G, and we're out. Oh,